on your roof. <laughs> all right, welcome to episode number seven, All Things Vermont. Uh, we're going to talk about the Vermont 100, 100K, which took place, place uh, July 21st, I believe it was. So we're just getting our feet back under us and starting to talk about it now. So we'll start off with Kim uh, K, who finished her first 100K. There's a lot of Ks there. Uh, Kim, why don't you explain your day a little bit? Alrighty, yeah, it was a it was an awesome experience for the first hundred uh, k. I kind of wish it like everybody that it was going to be a little cooler than what we had out there, but still a good time. Why it was hot? Uh, just a little a uh, little warm. Oh. Just uh, the sun was out, hundred degrees, I think, ish. You know, just a normal day around town. But uh, just another day for a hundred k. Just another day for a hundred k and a hundred degree heat. It was awesome. Uh, started in the dead, dead heat of it at nine in the morning, and so didn't even start off with any, any coolness to start. Um, yeah, don't worry, we didn't get that either. I was, <laughs> I was hoping you guys would at least get a little, couple hours of. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, was I woke. I woke up in a puddle of sweat at four in the morning. <laughs> oh. Yep. So did I. <laughs> uh, my my hotel had amazing AC. Uh, yeah, I bet. Unlike the unlike the campground, but it was it was good. Yeah, I, uh, I think I was lucky. I started putting off the first thirty miles of your race, and so I was at the front end of the pack, so to speak. And every aid station I came through had ample ice, popsicles, cold water. Um, I don't know what it was like for you guys at the mid mid area there, but no issues at my end. Then, yeah, we, I don't think we had any of that either. No, I'd say about <laughs> one quarter of the aid stations after mile 30 probably had ice left. Maybe. And at that point, they were, like, rationing. Like, oh, you could have two cubes, but that's all I can afford. <laughs> okay, thanks. That'll melt in two fucking seconds. It didn't uh, matter to me. I didn't make it that far. <laughs> 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 I started the cold river crossing and sat there for a little while, so I, that was my aid station. That would have been a great aid station. <laughs> I, I was a little jealous you guys had that. I'm not going to lie. Oh, so you didn't have that at the 100K, Kim? No, I missed that section. So, Kim, what did you go through first? What's that? Where did you go through first? Uh, Lillian's was my first aid station, I believe, that I, that I came on to. Yeah, I've asked this question a bunch of times, and I can never forget what everybody tell. I uh, never remember what everybody tells me about that that course. So you cut off, like what the first like thirty miles of that course? Yeah, the first thirty miles. We uh, we did some side road, uh, actually, rode on, uh, ran on about a mile and a half of pavement. I guess just cutting off pretty much your entire first section there, and then hmm. cut in cut into Lillian's as our first uh, as our first spot. So you don't you don't go through stage road or anything like that. No, I missed all that. Is Lillian's the one before Ten Bear? Is that yeah yeah okay yeah. yeah. Got it. Yes. Yeah, so yeah I, I remember when I did the hundred k. It was all roads at the beginning. It was like a whole lot of roads running road road. Like when I did this 
this year starting the hundred mile, I thought there'd be more roads besides the dirt roads, but the hundred K is a lot of road sections right at the beginning, just to get you where you need to go to dip into yep. the woods. I was shocked at how much roads there were at the beginning. I was happy to see it uh, kind of dissipate as we went on there. It was uh, great coming into 10 bear the first time through and Cindy and Joe and Steve were there with more ice, more cold water. Uh, my mom actually came out and was there for the start. She was there at 10 bear the first time and uh, she disappeared. So right after that, missed all the carnage and I uh, was happy to not have her there at the finish until the next morning. <laughs> Why wow, we so, look pretty we look pretty good today at Ten Bear. We didn't look that bad. Yeah, we look fantastic. <laughs> Everybody was doing cartwheels and jumping around and full of energy, ready to go. So Kim, when were you able to pick up a pacer? And who paced you first? Was it Steve or Joe? I had Steve first, so I went through uh coming back into Ten Bear the second time is when I was able to pick Steve up. So like what was that, like mile thirty something for you? Officially on paper, yeah, it was the fifty K. Okay. Fifty K mark. And how was that? Was that, I mean, was that the first time that you'd ever had a pacer in a race or no? It was. That was, that was different. It was kind of funny leading into it. They were kind of asking what I wanted and what I was going to like, well, Ryan paced me. I take that back at my first 50 K um, for the last loop. So but they were like, do you want me to run behind in front? I'm like, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Um, the big question. Did you have any arguments? We did not. Uh, oh, that's I, not a good. That's not a true pacing detail. Then I, I gave them some good looks. Uh, both of them said at different times. How about we try running right now? And that that got shot down really quick. <laughs> so I did hear though that someone may have taken advantage and asked you to pace them mid mid pacing duties. Yeah, which is that's a classic move. It, it's a solid move. It's a smart move. Yeah, I guess around mile forty forty five ish. Um, Steve asked me to pace him out of Oil Creek, and I mean, at that point, A, I wasn't really sure what I was saying yes to, and B, he was pacing me, so I guess my, I heard my answer was yes. Awesome. Way to go, Steve. Yeah. yeah good move. Good move. Of the day. Uh, but no, they were both awesome out there. Um, Joe, poor guy, got stuck with me the last 12 miles. Um, that was my, probably my last least happy miles especially my feet they never felt that bad or um at one point i was started having a debate whether or not i wanted to stop just because every every step hurt so bad and i figured that i'd probably still feel worse the next day if i stopped versus just walking it in i had enough time thankfully and so that uh as brian and you guys have said before you know pain's not going to get any worse it's not going to get better but it can't get worse so just kind of kept moving forward and was so happy to see that finish until I realized I had about another quarter mile to get back to that tent. <laughs> good decision, though. Very good decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think anybody that I was with was going to let me uh, no. make that decision, but <laughs> there was definitely a strong debate going on in my head about that. Um, yep. Cindy was the trooper of the day. She actually was bandaging up and – or. Uh, looping up the feet a couple times, so major props out to her for actually touching the feet out on the course. Other than your feet, were, was everything good as far as, like, heat management? Did, did your stomach hold up okay? How, does, how did everything else go? Heat management pretty, went pretty well. I took advantage of every, uh, every water trough that they put out along the way. I took advantage of every single hose along the way. I was dunking my head, spraying myself down. 
um, going through my hydration pack and bottle like there was no tomorrow drinking water just trying to stay as cool as possible the stomach never turns um i got to a point very early where i just didn't want to eat because it was so hot um tried putting about as much in as i could um, but really probably could have done that a little bit better in terms of eating the boost was probably it was going down the best i was very happy to have it with me um but no no really churning of the stomach or anything as well. My biggest issue I think I got at one point was just I was drinking so much water I, I didn't want to drink anything but knew I had to go down just keep me keep me going. Right. Got, got lucky. No no IT band issues, no muscle soreness. It was strictly the feet. So Awesome. I'll consider that That's good. best. Lube up the feet and step up to the next game. That's all. Yep. One uh, step higher. Yeah, so there's what like 105k that I can do or something like that. Yeah, well, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure you'll find something. <laughs> I already heard you were committed to the hundred miler next year, but that's just that's just some rumor, I guess. Floating that's around. the rumor I heard you started yesterday, actually, Josh. <laughs> that could have been, but but a rumor nonetheless. Yeah, that's uh probably not gonna happen. Um, I mean, I not I don't want to pull the mother card, but there's probably a good chance that she would come and steal me away if I mention that to her. It's just another 40 miles, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you don't tell them. Exactly not. You just say, yeah, I'm going back to the Vermont 100 again, and that's all you say. <laughs> She's like, okay, she did it last year. That's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was thrilled to see me the next morning awake and moving-ish. All right, let's uh, let's get to the elephant in the room, as they say, the other four of us that uh, didn't have the day that planned out for us. I'd like to hear from Pete first, I guess. He was the uh, the first one that went missing off the radar that we didn't know about till later on. Pete, what happened out there? <laughs> yeah, this will be the shortest story um, by far. Um, as you know, I mean, we all started together and we talked about trying to get at least some miles done early um, before the real heat started. And, uh, and it was hot immediately. I remember thinking that we were like two miles in and I was drenched from head to toe already. And um, Going through the first aid stations, Denham Hill and Dunsmore Hill, I forget which order they go in. And, and I mean, we were all pretty much in the same general area there. I think we kind of went back and forth a few times and, and uh, pretty much keeping up there. And then I really began to run into problems. I remember going through um, Taftsville Bridge. And then uh, taking that left there and coming up on the aid station, I remember really, really hydrating well there and getting some ice and getting watermelon and felt good going through there. And then heading out towards Pretty House, I remember going up a very large hill and getting to the top of that hill and there was a house on the right and there was an older lady standing in front of the house cheering on runners. And uh, I remember I, I just started vomiting at that point and we were just out in the sun. There really wasn't any cover there. And there was one tree in front of the stone wall uh, in front of this house. And I went sat under that tree and another runner, a gentleman by the name of Len came up and, and he was kind enough to take some time and, and help me out. And he walked me into pretty house. And 
I got in there and, and in, in retrospect, I probably should have called it a day there. Um, but I had a couple of thoughts running through my mind. Number one was, yes, I'm, I'm overheated, but if I can get, continue with the hydration and, uh, get myself cooled down a little bit, um, then I can continue. And I, I want to be able to come out here and at least do a, a respectable distance. I don't want to come out here and, you know, a couple hours in, I'm done. And I remember also thinking, you know, Padre and Brian had done bad. You're not supposed to say the B word on this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I should be able to bleep that out. Wait to well, see my, you wait know, to see my editing magic. Uh, thank God. We didn't get the don't, don't see her. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my first time on, so forgive my faux pas. But honestly, that's that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, hey, these these other people have done it, people that I know, um, and and I want to do better. I want to do more than this. Um, at Pretty House, I was lying on the ground shivering. Eileen brought me ice, and I drank a ton of water. Uh, I don't really remember how much, but probably a couple of twelve ounce bottles of water. Um, the schnipps at Striders were great. I cleaned them out of a bunch of watermelon. I remember they were cooking bacon over there and I felt pretty good, uh, leaving out of there. I felt like I had rallied a bit and I was ready to go on. And, um, I started out pretty strong and, and I remember running on the roads a little bit in there and taking a left and, and going up to, I remember immediately seeing a very large ridge line in front of us and I was running with another runner and he wasn't doing too well either and uh getting up to the top of that and and then going down the other side to the aid station at South Pomfret as I recall and uh at that point I had fallen fallen quite well off my pace and uh, I was just hoping to get to Stage Road where I was going to see Eileen again my crew and uh hoping to get some more sustenance and uh and nourishment so that i could you know basically make it to the next stage station i was really hoping to get to the river so i could cool off there and um after got to the aid station at uh the unmanned station at south Pomfret, and i remember getting there and it was basically just a table that was out in the blazing hot sun and uh refilling my water because i was very very low and i remember taking a sip and it, it was just absolutely hot which was just so nauseating to try and drink. But knowing that, you know, yeah, you've, you've got to drink some water here. And myself and another guy who were passing through at the same time, we opened up the cooler. Well, there was no ice. There wasn't a single cube in there. And it was just so disheartening. I remember saying to the guy, I'm, I'm yeah, out. Sorry of about that. That was probably my fault. You I hogged a lot of ice there. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was certain I, I, hogged, yeah. I hogged a lot of ice. <laughs> I was thinking oh. about only myself at that point. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every man for himself. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> it it went from camaraderie to save myself real wrong. quick out there. <laughs> I continued and um, basically was, was getting to the point where I was running very, very low on water. Um, and I was about a mile from Stage Road, and I was going up this, what seemed to me an enormous hill that I was taking many breaks on, and the breaks were coming much closer together. What did you, uh, what, what were you carrying for water that day? I didn't even pay attention. And did you have two bottles? Did you have a vest? I, yeah. I had, um, 
I had my Camelback, which was which was nice. filled, and I also had a handheld. And then um, I had I had gels, yep. and the gel that I was using, I had Z Fuel, and I also had some uh, organic baby food, which was I believe Peter Rabbit. I'll try to bleep that out which too. I was eating. We can't have sponsors. Uh, <laughs> oh sorry sorry and uh i i really felt i was keeping up with things until i started vomiting and that's that's where i got into a deficit and uh it it got to the point where on that hill i i passed a trail that was i say a trail it was probably more of a fire road uh like an unimproved fire road but they were able to get a vehicle up it eventually and um I, I laid down on the other side of that trail, and after some time, during the whole time, I could not get myself to get up to continue. Um, a pacer for uh, what I what I later assumed to be was an older runner, although I never I don't remember seeing another runner with this guy. Uh, I just remember looking and seeing a bib that said pacer, and he gave me some water, and he went back to the course sweepers, who came up on bikes. They were people from the uh, Green Mountain Bike Patrol, and they, they were wonderful. They had ice packs, and they had water, and they had radios and, and, or phones, and they were able to call for a van to come up the, uh, this little fire road, and they, they came up and got me. Um, I remember telling them, you know, hey, I, I've got to get down the stage road. I need to uh, get in touch with my crew, my girlfriend, because she has all of my stuff. I've got to get down there. And they were like, you know, you're, you're done. You're not going to continue. We're going to get you down there. Um, and, and we're going to get an ambulance for you because you're, you're in pretty bad shape. You're not sweating and you're shivering. And, and that was basically the end of my day. I got down to the bottom of the hill. They transferred me into an ambulance and I was taken to a local hospital where I was given IVs, two IVs. And yep, released. that sounds familiar. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's 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 it. Another day, another learning Story. lesson. End of day. Yeah, I did learn a lot out there. Um, I felt it was important when I got up in the morning, even though the conditions were really seemed to be against us right from the get go. I felt it was important to start and do what I could. Um, I was happy to do the thirty miles in retrospect, considering the conditions. Um, I am amazed and and so proud of KK for what she pulled off. I, it, it's it, it boggles my mind because I can't even imagine doing double what I did on that day. Um, feeling the way oh, I did. Thanks, Pete. That's an incredible achievement, KK. Seriously, seriously, I mean that from the heart. Um, but uh, with that being said, coming back over the last couple of weeks, I've I've tried to come back physically and psychologically and. I've increased the length of my runs, and I, I really feel pretty good right now. And um, I, I'd like to get back on the horse, so to speak. I, I, I feel like I left something unfinished, and I'd, I'd like to give it another shot. Um, Absolutely. And, and I'd like it to be there. Yes, For sure. I'm not, I'm Start not eyeing up a I'm qualifier. Get ready. I'm not ready to be done yet. I know. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm trained up, and I'm – looking at some things and I'm thinking that something's going to happen. I won't bore everybody with my story. It pretty much goes like Pete's just a little further down the road. Um, I left the, I left my crew from the first time I saw him there and uh, Jeremy's probably going to hate me because he tried to give me an extra water bottle and I threw it back at him. 
<laughs> but I just couldn't uh, carry anymore, and I, I thought I was hydrating as much as I could. But like the rest of you guys, I was running out between uh, between stations. I'd run out real early and just couldn't keep enough fluid down. So I made it to the river. I sat down the river for a little while, took a, a nice break with a, my head on a rock with the water flowing over me, talked to a few other guys that sat down. And after I uh, tried to sip some more water there, it came back up. So I pulled my own plug and walked back to the uh, aid station and got a ride back with Nipmuc Dave to Ten Bear. And that was the end of my day. So, well, at the end of my day at the camp, and then I, the uh, EMT said I should probably get some IV. So he uh, trick IV'd me and said, once I IV you, I have to take you to the emergency room, which I tried to not have happen, but it happened. So it worked out. The call home wasn't that bad. I'm, I still, I survived. I didn't get beat up. So it all worked out. <laughs> Lived to fight another day, signed up to 50 Ks. <laughs> <laughs> That just, specialist. That, just, that, that just doesn't work well with my stomach for some reason. So uh, we're just going back and enjoying the running and getting back out there. It's nice to get to Blue Hills today and be on the trails again. So it's what I love. I miss being out there. It's what I love to that do. Was so fun time today. get back out there and you'll see me another day. Nice. You two guys, Ryan, Josh, who was next? Ryan, Ryan was next. Yeah, I can regale you with my tail. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, the redemption run for me. I obviously bailed last year at 84 with uh, Jeremy after a sweet, nice discussion with him at an aid station <laughs> that I come to find out on the way there this year was literally like a quarter of a mile from the start finish, which pissed me off more than anything. Yes. So, yeah, I knew the weather was going to be something, but what I tried to do the week before was hop in the sauna at the Y for a while, hop in the steam room after that, just to kind of try to do something, but fighting a losing battle that day for sure. But no, I actually felt really good going in and felt really good coming through um, Pretty House, came through yep. Pretty House, Padre grabbed my shirt and said, you're a hell of a lot drier than a lot of people. Get the hell out of here. So grab some water, grab some food, and I actually felt really good coming through there. And I felt really good coming through Stage Road. And I had the added benefit of knowing the majority of the course, too, so I kind of had an idea what the hell I had coming at me. Right. And I knew, I knew there was a nasty climb coming out of Stage Road. That Stage Road climb is long. Um, it was just hot. I, it just got to the point. I mean, I just kept saying it. I was like the – Captain Obvious, every time somebody saw me, how you feeling? It's freaking hot. I'm hot. And, um, yeah, it was just like a, you know, broken record after a while. But I actually felt really good coming out of that climb out of Stage Road, which I was really happy with. My legs felt awesome. And I would say probably maybe like two miles later, maybe like 34, uh, I had a first. I'd, I've never thrown up running ever. Um you know, basketball, soccer, whatever. I mean, hell week and double sessions in high school. I never threw up, and this was uh, this was something new. And um, so I threw up for a, a little while and tried to get some water down, and that wasn't working. And, um, yeah, it was a slog from there. I mean, I lost all the energy in my legs. I'm, I threw up from pretty much 35 till 
till 10 bear. And I don't even know what the mileage was at 10 bear this year. They changed all the miles at that uh, race this year. I think it was like 49 this year or something like that. Um, yeah, so I threw up for about four hours straight, just trying to get anything down in my stomach that I could. I was, I was, I was getting desperate. I was putting salt caps in my mouth and trying to break them open. And as soon as I hit the gag reflex, it just, everything just kept coming back up. And I was just, I had just lost everything in my body. Any calories that I had, any, anything I had in my system was just gone. And I got to, I got, I started to get to the point where I wasn't sweating anymore. And I had two buffs on both my wrists and I could feel the sun just start to bake my arms to the point where I started to pull up my buffs, almost like compression, compression sleeves, just to get kind of get some cover. And I got two um, Lillian's, which was uh, for us is mile 45. And that was the aid station last year that when I saw you guys, I had come in with popsicle all over my face that literally brought me back to life. Like it was like a godsend. The guy looked at me and he said, you look like you could use a popsicle. And I went, dude, I could totally use a popsicle. And he yanked one out of a chest cooler behind him. And I went, are you freaking kidding me? And I said, can I have one for the, for the walk back to 10 bear? And I remember coming through there and that's when you took that gem of a picture of me last year. Um, so I said to myself, I'm like, if I can get to, to Lillian's, I'm going to try to get a nice popsicle in me and see what I can do. I had got there and I wasn't, I wasn't fighting cutoffs yet, but I was at like, I think the cutoff for 10 bear was six. And I think at, at the time I got into Lillian's, it was like four. So I knew I had another like four miles to get to 10 bear. So I was like, I'm going to get to the 10 bear a little after five. I ended up getting there like five fifteen, but, um, the, I got the pop school, had it and it stayed down for about five minutes. I got the highway and it all came back up again. So at that point, I was pretty, um, I went, I, I let the darkness in, as Mullen says, don't let the darkness in. I had let the darkness in at that point. And I started to get like a, a really bad headache. And I knew I was beyond dehydration and stumbled into the 10 bear, came down the road, saw the crew. And when I, I think the, the moment I kind of knew things weren't good was when I had sat there. I think I sat there for about five minutes and I was talking with Padraig and I was like, I'm done, man. And he's like, nah, 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 just sit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to cool you off. And somebody, I think it was Lynn threw like an ice cold um, face cloth over my head. And I just started to shiver all over and I, I got goosebumps and I was like, this isn't good, man. I felt like I was running drunk, honestly. And yeah. I had, I have been sitting there for about three or four minutes and I looked at Padraig and I said, hey, how's everybody else doing? How's Mike doing? <laughs> and, and, he, and he started laughing, and I go, what? And I didn't know that you had been sitting next to me for that five minutes in the chair next to me. And I kind of looked, and I was like, this isn't good, man. Like, I didn't even know he was around. I didn't even know he was sitting there. And I remember you just looking over me, like, kind of waving at me with, like, a half-ass grin on your face. And I was like, yeah, no, no, I don't think this is going to go well, I was I wasn't gonna get any faster, um, so at that point I said, you know, I'm not gonna sit out here and, you know, take a freaking ambulance and, you know, yeah. be be get bagged and, you know, I I just, yeah, it's it was disappointing, but last year was much more disappointing because in retrospect, 
if I freaking did it last year, I wouldn't have had to freaking do it this year. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, the best part was at that ten bear when you didn't know I was there, I was giving them advice to give you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you were you were pretty uh, you were pretty adamant about not going. And I said, hey. Just let him sit there for a while. He has plenty of time. He'll he'll come around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. They're looking at me like, who are you to be talking? Yeah, no. I, I, I just kind of sat there and thought to myself, I'm like, I, I can't do another 50 like this. There's no way. And, you know, I had I, – my crew was awesome. They did their job. They, they, they you know, pretty much finger-wagged me and smacked me on the back of the head. But I was just I, – I knew I was done, and I knew that what the hell am I going to do another – another 10 miles and then bail at Margaritaville. I was like, this isn't, this isn't worth it. I'm not going to kill myself out here for this. I, I was on the verge of probably heat stroke or heat exhaustion, one or the other. Um, yeah, I think we were but all it took me, yeah. I'd say it took me a solid, I'd say about, I think we ended up walking out of 10 bear about six. I would say it took me about almost an hour, maybe 45 minutes to actually cool off. Like I could feel my body temperature actually like go back down and I could like, you know, feel like I was kind of coming back to it, you know. Um, I remember talking to Katzman for a little bit because he walked up to me and said something about how the, what the heat index was and yada, yada, yada. And I just kind of, like, looked away, and I said to something, somebody, like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> and then, like, ten minutes later, he came back over, and I was having a perfectly rational conversation with him. So, um, no, nah, it, right, it was the right decision. Just so you know, they tried to hide me before you came into Ten Bear, but it didn't work. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, honestly, at, honestly, at that point, nothing was going to freaking work. At that point, I wasn't. As soon as I sat down, I was like, you know, uh, I can't. This isn't. This isn't how I want to do this race. I don't want to sit here and, you know, yeah. do this again. You know, but you know, I walked out of there with, you know, no, no huge regrets. You know, it it sucked. You know, it yeah. sucks that you do you do six six and a half months of training and kind of gets flushed down the toilet you know so i walked out of there saying i was retired and i'm not doing this as shit anymore this isn't even, you know and then and then all of a sudden yesterday i turned to brian and anchored down and i said i need a qualifier and he's like i thought you were retired and i was like yeah you know you know how this goes so it's all come full circle so now i'm sitting here thinking about what i should do for a qualifier or who knows but yeah again i'm just kind of having some fun for the rest of the summer before I get back to work and, you know, doing some fun runs and I'm not stressing, man. Like it was, it was, it's a lot. I mean, when you train for hundreds, it, it takes a shit ton of time. It's, you know, and when things don't go your way in the end, it sucks. You know, it really kind of deflates you kind of like, what a waste of, you know? So I'm at that yeah. point now where I've done one. I DNF last year. I DNF this year. Somebody asked me, are you going back next year? I said, I can't go over three there, dude. I'll never live that down. You kidding me? <laughs> so I'm, I'm up in the air right now. I don't know. I might, I would like to do something maybe in like, in like the spring, like Riverlands was, the weather was perfect at Riverlands. It was like, you know, fifties um, or something in the fall. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Or, or you know what? Uh, you know, I say this now it's, it's August come December. I'm probably going to sit here and go and freaking put my name in again, you know? So who knows? Yeah. It's just, you're not going to get, I don't think you're going to, it was like the perfect storm, man. Like you're not yeah. going to get weather like that again for some time. It could be, I mean, I've, I've paced there. I volunteered there. I mean, the year that I paced Brian there, it was a freaking torrential downpour. There was a year you guys, you guys were there for that too. I mean, yeah. it's, it's such a crapshoot of that. And that's like the one thing you got to just realize is 
there's some crap that's just not in your control and the weather's one man you know it's just it sucks but what are you gonna do i so, thought you could <laughs> What'd you say, Kate? I saw a 10 bear and I came in and saw Brian when I was going to get One water. Thing you... and I'm like, oh, how's Brian doing? Go ask him yourself. I'm like, looking at you guys going, all right. We just kind of happened to time up at the right time. We literally came at the same time. And I'm like, hey, how's everybody doing? Not really getting any answers. Nobody's <laughs> telling me anything. I'm like, I mean, I should have figured something out when I had Jeremy holding the ice on my head and not on somebody else's. Um, yeah. But. Yeah. We took off, and I'm like, Steve, what's going on back there? He goes, ah, they're, nobody's telling you anything. Yeah. I'm like, all no, right, they don't... Talking. What, where's everybody at? He's like, you and Josh are the only ones left right now. Yeah. No, it's It sucks because, you know, you get the, you know, the usual asshole friends that we have that are just sitting there, you know, shaking their head at you going, you are such a weenie right now, man. What's going on with you, you know? And then you just sit there, and you go, I don't really care what you think, honestly. <laughs> so... Yeah, but you know, you just gotta you know live with it. But when you're when you're having a race like you are, Kim, I would have done the same exact thing and said, "He's just taking a rest. He's fine. Go ahead, have fun." Yeah. That's what you do as a pacer. Believe me, Josh and I dealt with that crap last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But and, I mean that that's coming from a guy that's a that's a tough runner that was complaining. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was, and me. I was doing my fair share of complaining going up that agony hill. I finally figured out what you guys were talking about. <laughs> and that's the thing is that course it's sneaky because you think you think it's on jeep roads you think ah man it's like a road race almost and i remember the first last year when i when i dnf there i distinctly remember coming through i think margaritaville and i think i saw brian at the top of one of the cool. climbs and i looked at him and i go yeah fuck you rollers dude that's all he kept saying to me. it's <laughs> ah, it's just rollers it's just rollers and i'm going yeah okay Dude, it's not rollers, man. It's like just legit up and down all day long. It's it's a it's a it's a sneaky course, man. It'll it'll bite you in the ass if you don't take it seriously. No, you don't spend an hour. Well, and I mean, after when you come out of Stage Road, that's a nice nasty climb. But after you get out of the River Crossing, there's a ni- there's a nice freaking long. It's got to be about a mile and a half. And when you get to the top of that, you come down, and there's an unmanned aid station. And I was telling Brian, I came across a group of people that was sitting there, and all they were doing was arguing about the mileage to the next aid station. <laughs> and I just sat there, and I'm like, guys, who the hell cares? I'm like, you got to get there one way or the other. I'm like, let's go. Like, let's just move. And at that point, I, I was, like, kind of, like, already pretty ornery at that point because I was, I was hot as hell, and I didn't feel good. And, yeah, so – it was uh, just another great year in Vermont. I mean, what can I say? It's uh, I'm batting, I'm batting zero over there, you know. And it's it's tough because you know those are two two of my DNFs, that goddamn race. Yeah. So, I say I'll say it right now. I am I'm up in the air as to what I want to do next year, um, with it. But chances are, who knows? It could change. I, you <laughs> know, I'm sure I'll get motivated by somebody to say something to me and. Plenty of time. You'll get there. We'll do it together, Ryan. Uh, Yeah, I heard that before, dude. I I think all you need to hear is lottery's open. No. Uh, One thing. No. I I think at the end I said I'll be be at Birmingham next year if anybody needs me. (laughs) (laughs) One thing, Ryan, that struck me about what you said, and I felt the same exact way, was I felt 
drunk at the at the end. I don't know if that's like a symptom of heat exhaustion or heat stroke. But when people were talking to me, yeah, I, I you can't what they were saying. But it was like yeah, like process through your head, like what the hell's going on right now? Like I, it's like yeah, it took me. I told Brian weird. it took me a couple of days to kind of get my my head back in the right spot because I even the night we went we. Stay. We ended up sticking around and watching Kim come into Bills at 88. And at that point, I was coming back to kind of life a little bit, and I hadn't peed yet. I didn't pee until, like, the next day. Um, but I was sitting there, and I'm like, you know what? I feel okay right now. And then all of a sudden, I was just out cold for, like, 45 minutes. I just fell asleep and woke up and I was like, where the hell am I? It was like one of those, like, did I just pass out kind of things? Like, what the hell just happened? And I happened to wake up when, when KK had come through. Yeah, I felt and I was I like, over. I'm like, oh, all Ryan wants right now is his bed. Nah, and yeah, and I did, believe me. But um, then I got, we got back to the tent and I said to Brian, I'm like, yeah, no, I think I'm just going to go lay down. Um, and I screwed up everybody's sleeping plans because, you know, I didn't pack a tent or anything like that because I figured I'd be running the entire time. So I ended up uh, snaking Cindy's air mattress, and I literally, I think I slept from, like, 11 o'clock until, like, 6 the next morning or 6.30 when Kim woke me up. So, yeah, no. And then I woke up, and I was kind of in a daze still. And it took me, it took me a couple of days to kind of get, like, my, my stomach back. And by Tuesday, I was I was normal again, but... Yeah, it was um, it was interesting. It wasn't anywhere near. I don't think it was as bad as how where I was last year. Last year was scary, but um, yeah, I was on the verge of something else though last year. I think too. So um, I don't know what it was, but it was it was something. Um, it's funny yeah. that you mentioned you you weren't sweating anymore because I convinced myself, being a dummy that I am, that. Uh, I fixed myself because I wasn't sweating anymore, so I must have slowed my pace down enough that I could keep going. No, yeah. I, not, I, at that, not, not really. At that point, like, yeah. 100 degrees out, and yeah. I should be I, And I sat there, and I, I think that's when I was doing one of the climbs out of, like, the river crossing, and I was like, this is nice. My shoes are soaking wet. My socks are soaking wet. Everything was wet. It was great. I think that when I got to the top of the climb, I was bone dry. I was like, oh, man, this sucks, dude. Like, this is not good. So... But hey, my feet felt pretty good. That's the only other, the only, one of the positives that I had coming out of it. But it's a good sign. Ready for yeah. next year. Yeah. So I, I would say the first thirty, thirty-ish miles felt great, and then the, uh, the wheels fell off after that. Yeah. But you know, whichever way you look at it, you're still gonna have people going. You should have just kept going. Right. Right. And, and you know what? Yeah, at that point, you gotta swallow your pride and say, "I made the right decision, man." Because I, you know, I, I knew I did. Yep. I knew yeah, I did because I would have struggled for 10 more miles like Josh and then been like, what the hell did I just do those 10 miles for? That was stupid. Yeah, like, yeah dude. That it was dumb. <laughs> no, like it wasn't. Like, And I knew what I had coming at me. I knew I had Agony Hill coming. I knew I had Kenny coming who, if I even attempted to stop at his A station, he would have booted me out of there because <laughs> I was there at that A station and I saw him boot people out of there. So I said that to him, I think the Monday after I saw him, I said, dude, I, I knew what was going to happen if I got to you. You weren't going to let me stop. You're going to make me go another five miles to Margaritaville. And he goes, yep, I would have. You know that. And they have really good frozen Pedialyte pops there, Ryan. It was worth the trip. Yeah, <laughs> but guess what? That, it wasn't that, worth the trip, Ryan. That stretch between, <laughs> that stretch between Birmingham's and Margaritaville sucks. That, yeah, is about a, 
it's about a three and a half mile you got a three and a half mile downhill and then from like there it's all uphill yeah that climb from that climb up to margaritaville is is nasty all it's I was sneaky. thinking was I had not spent enough time at Blue Hills. I thought I did until I was climbing up that thing. And I'm like, this sucks. Yeah, right. but you know what? No matter you what you do at Blue Hills, Tim, like, it's going to hurt after a while. Like, you, I mean, unless you live at Blue Hills, you, you, it's just, or you're Killian Jornet or something like that, you know, training in the Alps. Like, you got, look at a guy like Brian. That guy was up, he goes to Blue Hills more than most people I know. And Josh and I saw him at Eastern States last week. He was he was hurting, man. It was like he he finished and he, he finished with a smile on his face, but it was a nasty course. Like it's just, are you willing to to struggle? Are you willing to just torment your body like that? Can you deal with it? You know, totally. Don't get me wrong. There's some freaks of nature out there that doesn't bother, like a guy like Padraig or something like that. But like even him, he'll tell you. Yep. So, that that's the the tale of Ryan Powers at Vermont. Pa- part two. Part two. Wait for part three. <laughs> yeah. That might be. A, Josh, you that might be a short story. Josh, you, you, yeah, I mean, you seem to go on further than the rest of us uh, until you snap your ankle. Yeah, I mean, I guess my my day was not all that different from everyone else's. Just you know. Starting out, it was all about just managing the heat, which I felt like I did a pretty decent job at the whole time up until, I don't know, I guess probably 10 bear is when shit kind of hit the fan. But so prior to that, I guess up until leaving, is it Stage Road, the 31 aid station? Yeah. So leaving Stage Road, I felt pretty good. I was moving. I was moving well. And then... At one on one of those like actual trail sections, I tweaked my foot or my ankle somewhere around. It had to be mile thirty six or thirty seven ish because it was right before the river crossing. Because I stood in the river, I was like, oh, "Okay, this is like I can like ice my ankle here, and this like might help it a little bit." Well, it didn't, but so I, I kept going and kind of. It, it was throbbing really, really bad. And I was like, okay, but it's still, I'm still able to at least move on it and put some weight on it. Um, so got to 10 bear and everyone, the whole fucking gauntlet is there because <laughs> e- everyone's crew is there. Not just my crew, but you know, everybody. And I sit down, I was like, yo guys, I think I fucked up my foot. And they're like, okay, take your shoe off. Like, let's look at it. And it had, you know, it had not happened that long ago. And everyone's going, no, dude, it looks fine. It looks fine. Throw your shoe back on, tie it tight and get back under over there. And I was like, no, like, I think something's really wrong with it. Like, I can't, I can't put any weight on it at this point. Like, you know, so I think we iced it down for a little while. And at that point, it hadn't blown up yet. So my foot looked relatively normal. And... You know, I was convinced through, I'll call them words of encouragement from ev- everyone there to uh, at least move on to Margaritaville. Um, so I, I tied my shoe super tight. I was like, okay, we'll see if I can at least walk on it. And I probably made it half a mile down the road. And I was like, why did I leave? I, I was like, that, that was such a dumb idea 
at this point I could put no like no weight on it. I'm like dragging my right leg like behind me and I'm thinking maybe I should just turn around and go back to Ten Bear and then I'll just leave from there. And then I started spiraling because obviously at this point no one's thinking clearly because of the heat and you know, like everyone else, heat exhaustion had set in, like all all the symptoms that everyone else already talked about and I'm going, oh, they've probably already left and they probably won't be there anymore. So I might as well just walk to Margaritaville because that's the next time that I'm going to get to see somebody. So that that was my, my logic to get to Margaritaville. It was literally just 11 miles to be able to leave. And so I probably made it another mile down the road and that's when shit really hit the fan. And anyone who's run certain distances with me knows my stomach issues don't come out of my mouth but out of the other way and probably had to stop i don't know eight times to to diarrhea in the woods between uh ten bear and margaritaville i heard you had quite the leaf collection going i would yes kim so i would literally as i was running or walking uh i would like look for like good leaves on the side of the road just because i knew that it was not going to end so i'd be like oh like that's a big like a big green leaf like that would be perfect for later and i was literally walking with handfuls of leaves because i had to use them so frequently that it was like a strategy move so like so that stretch was absolutely terrible i got to birmingham's and i got like you know a little life back in me just because i saw like like all the junk milers. I was like, oh, like this is nice. Like, you know, people are out here. Did you at least and, appreciate Vinny's jokes going up into Birmingham? I don't remember what they said. Dude, that was <laughs> the same thing with me last year at Birmingham. They made these nice signs for me. And Kenny goes, did you like those signs? I go, Kenny, I didn't see any goddamn signs, dude. Like yeah. at this point, I was so, so trashed. I was like, I'm not reading signs. And I knew they put them up because I had put them up the year before for Sean and Padraig. But he said, that's the first thing he said to me, too. Did you like our signs? I was like, dude, I didn't see any signs out there. Sorry, man. Yeah, so I got to Birmingham's, and, and that, like, hill leading up to Birmingham's was terrible because that was, like, the only section on the whole course where the deer flies got, like, really, really oh, bad. Yes. And, and uh, so I got there. I had a popsicle. I had a handful of watermelon, and I was like, I I just need to leave, and and get to Margaritaville because I'm fucking over it. And so I left Birmingham's and that section right after Birmingham's is going through that field. And in that field, like where all the grass is, was like a bunch of, you know, like all those field sections, there's like little potholes in there. Yep. And like, I stepped in one of those little potholes with, um, with my right foot. And I was like, it just made it worse. And I was like, holy shit, like get game over at this point. Now, like I, I was just hobbling my way from Birmingham's to Margaritaville and finally hit that climb up to Margaritaville and was moving so slowly that I was like, even if I kept doing this for the rest of the day, I said, there's no way I'm going to like make cutoffs going into Margaritaville. I was really good. I think I got, ended up getting to Margaritaville, like, I don't know, 15, 15 hours and change in. So it's, you know, if I was able to move, I had plenty of time to finish, but I got to Margaritaville. I saw Rob and I could literally see the life just get sucked out of him when he saw me come up that hill. 
like just like dragging my leg behind me and he's like oh like what do you need what do you need and i just said dude i'm fucking done i said i can't walk uh i said i just shit myself like nine times i said i'm over it dude. <laughs> uh, run 100 miles they yeah, said it'll be yeah. fun they said. so i didn't give him the bib yet but i sat down in the chair and took my right shoe off to see what my foot looked like and it had just blown up and I took the shoe came off and Rob just was like oh shit and kind of I think realized that I wasn't kidding when I was at 10 bear and said that I hurt myself he said put it back on and then (laughs) and then at that point the adrenaline started wearing off and I remember like trying to like stand back up and I was like dude I I can't even fathom going from Margaritaville to the next aid station, never mind trying to do 40 more miles on this foot. I said, it's just, it's not possible. And I sat there for a while and kind of just sulked and was fucking so pissed off that, you know, I felt, I felt like I managed the day pretty well. Like, it sucked. Every single person had heat exhaustion. Every single person out there was dehydrated. I'm guessing 90% of people were probably either had some sort of stomach bug. And for something like it to roll my foot and roll my ankle like that to take me out just really, really bothered me and still honestly bothers me. Um, but there was just there was just no way, no way to do it. And, you know, that last section too, like, I think since I knew I was done, I just let everything else go to shit. So I let hydration go to shit. I let, you know, nutrition go. I, you know, I stopped eating. I stopped drinking because I just, I didn't care anymore because I kind of knew my, my day was over. And yeah, I sat down and I gave Rob my hydration pack and he's like, dude, this thing's still full. And I said, yeah, like, it doesn't matter because I don't, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> Um, so I threw myself a little pity party and then the thing that I was most emotional about was like, I kept apologizing to Rob because I felt so bad that he had came. I was like, dude, I can't believe you're not going to get to see the course. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, that like really, really bothered me at the time. Um, yeah. That's how I felt too. With uh, I was a tough phone call when I had to call Mark and say, "Yeah, you're you're not doing anything tonight." Yep. So, yeah, I sat, I sat there a while and kind of just let the uh, the idea of the DNF sink in. And once I knew that it wasn't possible, I just I gave I gave Rob my bib and I said, "Dude, just go give this shit to him." Like I don't I don't even want to like look at anyone right now. And he did. And then we uh, we packed up the car, and I was sitting in in the car, and you know I think I pretty much vowed to be you know a three point or thirteen point one specialist from here on out. And uh, but obviously that's not not the case. But so we'll go. Someone once, a, wise, a wise person once told me two days, no decisions for two days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and the thing and the thing about cruise, man, like. I know you guys are bummed out about it, but you know, we've, I've paced, I've crewed and a lot of other people obviously have as well. There's always the off chance that it's just not going to be somebody's day. So you can't feel bad that, you know, whatever happens, happens. I mean, 
Christ, we, we drove out to Pennsylvania last year and Brian did a freaking 50K. So we drove yeah. seven hours and he did a 50K. And did it suck? Yep. But we got to see Padraig finish. And you know what? It's all part of freaking – all part of the stupid sport that we, we participate in, man. Like you can't – you know, you can't kick yourself for yeah. that stuff, man. It's, it's, it is what it is. You know, they, if you have good enough friends that are willing to do it, you know, they're not going to care about it. You know, they're not going to care. Yeah, you, know, you know that. You know they don't care because if you're on the other side, you've been there before. It didn't matter to you whether. Yeah, I mean, and the, and the point in time, it yeah, sucks because yeah. you're like, I can't believe I wasted your time coming up here. But at the same time, that's part, That's almost part of like the pity party, man. It's like, yeah, I feel bad, and then like you know they're gonna look at you and go, dude, we'll come up, we'll come back up here next year, or right, you know, yeah. yeah I mean, like that's if you if you have somebody that literally walks up to you and says, I can't believe I wasted my time coming up here for you. Yeah, maybe they should. Maybe they shouldn't have been up there to begin with. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. And you know, Rob was more than supportive. And yeah, yeah, it was just like a, like you said, at that point you're thinking so unrationally too. Like you're so <laughs> fatigued, and with the heat, like yeah, your your brain was just fried. Yeah, and I was just yeah, dude. Like sorry. But. Nope. The good friends are the ones that say, "Hey, I heard you signed up for that race. I'll go out there with you if you want." Yeah, you know, those are the guys you go. All right, that's cool. You know, so. And then, I mean, look, look at our crews. Between the four, or five of us, we had what fifteen people up there. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, we are lucky. Yeah, uh, and sure. I'll tell, I'll tell you, like, you got. I talked to a lot of Absolutely. guys from like the tire group and stuff like that. They're like, you guys always run with like twenty people when you go to like waterworks and stuff. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. And they're like, you have no idea because. The, the people that I – and I've had this conversation before with people. The people that I respect more than anything out there are those people that go there and they do this shit alone. Like, they don't have friends that do this crap. Like, they're like, I want to do this, but I don't have any friends that are willing to drive four hours to do this with me. You know, it's – consider yourselves lucky, man. Like, I consider myself lucky, you know? Absolutely. And the knowledge and the experience in this group is Absolutely. unbelievable. And the, and, and the I douche. could have even begin to undertake this with, without you guys. Yeah. Hey, don't blame it on yeah. us. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You're on your I'll own. Another, another thing that makes me laugh, too, about trail running is how all pretense gets stripped away. It's like, Josh, I don't know what you did today, but can you picture walking around with leaves for shit paper walking around town today? <laughs> no. no. It's like, no, that's this. No. no. But, yeah, it's a different world. Yeah, you it get is. out there. It's like, yeah, this is what I need to do right now. <laughs> and it, it makes you respect the guy, like the guy that won Vermont. That when I'm sitting at Ten Bear with my head in my hands at 12, 12 and a half hours or whatever, this motherfucker is like at mile like ninety something, about to freaking win the goddamn thing. And it's like that was the freakest that's... performance. I can't. I still can't believe what that guy did. Oh, look at what you got, Farmer Joe. His first hundred. It's what a hundred degrees or something like that banging out a 17 hour hundred come on like that's that's nuts there's some people out there that have some freaking freakish abilities man now it's it's insane i did a little math and i figured the guy who won it did like was it like 915 or 920 miles it's like look at yep. the hills out there and the heat yep. it's like are you kidding me where the hell is training i i well josh and i we were at eastern states last weekend and i'm you know we'll talk more about that when brian comes on but the kid that won that was a 21-year-old kid 
that Cindy and I came back to the campground and I got woken up at about 11 o'clock at night by cowbells because we were right there to start finish. And I said to myself, I'm like, there's no way this kid, this kid's, this, this person's finishing this race right now. And sure enough, the kid did about an 18 hour hundred. And that course is 20,000 feet elevation. And it's gnarly, man. Like, yeah, super like technical to, to like, to like, there's some freaks out there, man. Like, and I always have to tell myself that, you know, you know, you're, you're out there running with some freaking freaks. Yep. But the tale of Vermont. Yeah. It was a great weekend, no matter what. I, I don't regret any of it. I, you know, I regret that it didn't turn out the way I wanted to, but it was it, no regrets going out there and attempting it and being with you guys. It was a good day from what we got out of it anyway. See you in 2020. We all live to, to fight another day. Yeah. And you know what? The great thing about trail races, there's a million of them. So go do something else too. Yep. No regrets. I learned yep. a lot. I hear there's a bunch in Florida. Oh, you don't want to do that one again. Mike, stay, stay away from Florida, Mike. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. I know, I know the guy. I know, I know the guy that has the only buckle from Massachusetts in that from that race. <laughs> yeah, he'll too. tell you all about it. And I know he'll tell you a good story. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, two guys have. Yeah, Johnny C now too. Oh, that's right, Johnny C now. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's a tra- he's really a transplant though. He's fifty fifty. So, he's half down there, half up here. Yeah. So who's got what coming up? I got Zilt. I'm apparently. Too. Thing. I mean, I, no, I mean, I'm excited to. Huh? I said I mean I'm excited to. To what? Pace, Steve. Oh yeah, oil, that, oil Creek. There. Oil Creek for Rob. I uh, yeah. I was creeping on Ultra Sign Up and. Yeah, I, I was I, I sent Mike a uh, a little hint of the the BB farm race to just run around in a circle for twenty four or forty eight hours, but he, he didn't bite. But after what I said, did I say the pukey emoji or the middle finger? <laughs> I forget. Might have been both. <laughs> Probably. Both. But after uh, after being at anchor down for the second year in a row and not ever running like that kind of style race, it kind of intrigued me to i you know i don't want to run 100 miles before me and brian go on our adventure but it does kind of i almost want to just check it out and go up there and run around a mile track for however long and just kind of see what that type of event's like you know to to participate in but i i haven't pulled the trigger yet it's just something i've i started creeping on and the the dates would think i'm gonna i'm gonna go throw up right now (laughs) I have to go throw up right now. I mean, uh, <laughs> Arctic is open. Oh, That's going to be my first race, I think, I sign up for. Pete, what do you have? I have uh, Wapak and Kilkenny coming up in the near future, and then Nipmuc and Tark Winterfells more distantly. Nice. Yeah. R- Ryan, did you pull the trigger on Fall Classic? Mm, no. No? Oh yeah, that was that was in my delusional days yesterday. Of I needed a qualifier, and it was a cheap fifty miler. But if you've ever done that course, man, that's the course of the bees too. Which I I have not ever gotten stung on that course, but I've seen the carnage that those freaking things do to people. But um, I get I get stung seven times last yeah, year. Yeah, and I, and honestly, the the thought of doing a five ten mile loop course. It just does not sound fun. I did that. I did the 50k with Rob like two years ago, I think. And man, 
it sucked. We got through like that second loop, and Brian and Je- uh, I think Jeremy and somebody else I think hopped in with us, and it just sucked. So I don't know. I, as much as I, you know, I appreciate the Tark community, and it's and it's twenty five bucks. I don't know. I, I I'm up in the air right now, but I should probably. And this is where I'm kicking my well. I'm not kicking myself, but I was kind of pissed off that Stonecat's not a 50 miler anymore because I would have hopped on that, no doubt. Yeah. But what are you going to do? There's a lot of 5Ks out there, too, I could uh, sign up for. and uh, <laughs> I could ride my bike with uh, Kenny Rogers on the bike path. And, uh, you know. Hey, if you sign up, I'll, I'll, you sign up, I'll pay Sweet. you. Sweet. Yeah, I'm in. For the five. For the five nice. <laughs> All right, so I'll, thanks for the wrap-up, guys. All right. It was awesome. Uh, well, I'll be back. I'm back out there, so I'll be bumping into everybody in the woods again. Yep. It feels good to be out there. Sure. And uh, don't forget don't forget Josh and Brian's uh, run to end vet suicides coming up. So we're going to post that at the end of the uh, oh. the podcast notes with the link there for people to donate and get these guys rolling in the right direction. Vinny has uh, updated his uh, – his- his outcome for Josh, by oh, the way. Yes, this is true. Uh, Vinny, has, uh, <laughs> Vinny, Vinny has said that Josh will make it to day three, and, no, then, no, uh, no. We'll, and then we'll be riding in the bus with Jared and Donnie for the rest of the trip. Oh. No, he, wow. he said that I would see two states. <laughs> so no, Mass- Massachusetts and Rhode Island? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so – but we are moving in, in the right direction. I believe the, uh, the over-under line did start at a day, so I must, have done so- <laughs> yeah. I must have done something to impress them in the past few months. So <laughs> yeah. we're, we're up to two to three days now. So. Nice. You'll get there. He'll keep moving it. But well, be on the lookout, too, because you guys have a bunch of events coming up for that, correct? Uh, ho- hopefully. Yeah. We, uh, we have a meeting on Tuesday, actually, so we're – Stay tuned. All right. As soon as they're announced, we will post them so everyone knows. Sounds good. All right, everyone have a great night. Thank you very much. Later, guys. See you guys soon. See ya. Later. Bye. Sit down. Take a look at yourself. Don't you want to be somebody? Someday somebody's gonna see inside. You have to face up, you can't run Come back next month for our next episode. Until then.